Pennsylvania woman arrested for drunk driving falsely told police that her name was Hillary Clinton. Police initially believed her because, as we all know, no one in Pennsylvania has ever heard of Hillary Clinton. And officials are saying that since President Trump's election, there has been an increase in white supremacist activity on college campuses around the country. See? He told you he would create jobs. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. It's probably my dumbest title and dumbest theme ever in the history of the Trump Report. But welcome. It is indeed the Trump Report. I'm Christian Black at Christian DMZ, joined as almost always yeah. by Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia, say time it there for the pause in the song. Scott Moore at S Man 80. And tonight in studio, very special guest, very important person. Uh, my boss, Brant Pinvidic, at Brant Pinvidic. Not only are you of STX Entertainment, not only are you the award winning films, why I'm not on Facebook. Why I'm not on Pokemon Go. You have a new podcast. I do. Just up today, basically. And the premiere episode, I think, would be of huge interest to our friends out there in the audience of the Trump Report. Why I'm not a politician. Why I'm not a politician. That episode had... You covered the spectrum. You had Ben Shapiro. You had Dennis Kucinich. Wow. Wow. That's That's way out there, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had your pal Jack Berkman, who's a lobbyist. A lobbyist. Number one lobbyist in in the country. And he explains... How does one measure number one lobby? Like cash. Yeah, I think oh, it, it, oh, it, yeah. Dollar bills, he brings yeah. in big money. <laughs> and is, that, is there an official record of that? Well, I, I mean, know he that. knows. It's all public. That's yeah. the craziest thing. Like, they do things out in the public that people see, and, like, really no one Right, really cares. this is why I say mm-hmm. that there's a legalized system of corruption in this mm-hmm. country. Oh, 100%. Right? Oh, yes, oh and by the way, Jack, in the episode, will explain absolutely exactly the broken system. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I think, oh, you I know, can't wait to hear everything mm-hmm. he tells you is just like everything you're afraid yep. of being true, and it's it's worse than you think it is. Especially the way he says it, because yeah. it's just like, come on. He's a he said, registered lobbyist. Because he says, mm-hmm. oh yeah, because he says it with a smile. He says it with a smile. And so he sleeps okay at night? Oh, No problem whatsoever. By the way, he lobbied for Donald Trump. He also lobbied for Hillary Clinton. Right. Yeah. And so, that's yeah. just normal. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. That, that's, yeah. that's not that. Right. They don't. They're like, it's just the money. Planned Parenthood, yeah, exactly. the NRA. Yeah. Two of his clients. Be. So the <laughs> Why I'm Not podcast can be found at whyimnot.com. Whyimnot.com. And it's also uh, done from these very studios over here at After Buzz TV. So, Indeed. Brant, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's uh, start off sort of on not the biggest story, but I, I feel like I should explain the, the goofy title and the reason why. I went with Hot for Teacher. Mm-hmm. The French election, which is where we left everything last week. Uh, apparently, every once in a while, polling can work and actually <laughs> give you an accurate indication of where things are headed. And uh, also, once again, the the French just happy to show everyone, like, no, we, don't we do really that. are. Better. We don't we do are. that sort of thing. Exactly. Fuck yes. you. Hey, we called it last week, though. Yeah, we said he was going to win. Still. Well, I, we I hedged my bets and I said he would lose because I wanted to be the, oh, okay. you know. Go but now it's like, a, we yeah, I, I just wanted to be that person. But uh, so, Macron. Yeah. Which is how you have to say it. You cannot say Macron. It's, you can't say macaroon. You can't definitely not say macaron. Not <laughs> ma- French. Not macaron. Right, if, macaron <laughs> et fromage. Not macaroni and cheese. No. And the reason why we have that song, his his wife I learned was his high school teacher. Mm-hmm. Love, not really. No, love stories a, like that. Stretch. Right. Really. She, but yeah, he but was twenty five years old. Twenty five yeah. years old. Twenty four. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, so I'm you're defending sure. this. I, I, well, now what if what I, if he was a is a young woman and this was a man? That's what I'm saying. We have that exact same situation. That's what I'm saying. Melania is twenty four years younger than Trump. Was he, uh, oh, sorry, was he her teacher? 
Did he teach her? Has no. she learned anything? It's from a him? big difference. No, but it, but there is a double standard there because of course there is. Why? Because if you flipped it around and it was a woman uh, that was twenty four year old girl, fifteen year old girl that the high school student was a man. Yeah, that's would what I like, just oh, said. The, yeah, but, but we I'm saying do not know, issue. and they say it is their secret about yes. when their relationship yeah. began. Well, what? it's a secret because it's we know. We know. Yeah. But by the way, in France, it's like oh, that's nothing. That is nothing. I have fucked all of my teachers. You know, so it's but not if really it was big flipped, deal. But it would be it would a bigger be, deal. Well, be a scandal. We would never know about it because he would not be running. No, exactly. That's that, what I'm saying. That would be the end of him it right would there. Be, yeah. So he Just like win. Obama, if he was like Trump and had three wives from two foreign women uh, and uh, multiple kids, he would never have gotten but, that far either. But uh, Obama, he's a, he's a one-woman man. All right, mm-hmm. so Scott, your your thoughts on this. What does this say about the bigger picture, the, the world picture? It, it is, let's be honest, it's just France. So, you know, that does, it's not like, you know, well, it's, it's not it's, China, you know, no, it's not it, it like just, one of the, the biggest players in the world. Well, it's, no, it, but it still is. It, it's significant because it's, the top 10, economies of the, of the, of the world. And also it affects the EU's future. Um, and, uh, it, and actually the win, believe it or not, is bigger than any U.S. presidential win. If you were to take out percentage wise, well, they did like say state, that they, the turnout was like 65, 75%. See, early in the day, I heard How did we, we got 65, 70, 75. But, okay. and then so let's just, but either let's way, just it's go, very high. Yeah, even if you go with the low, mm-hmm. 65. Ours uh, was like 46. Yeah, yeah. Our, our good turnouts are like 51, and right. it's amazing. Yeah. So, and they have an, an actual national day that yeah. is about so, elections. Well, they the really are they better had, than us. Is they that are, what because they is? had to vote. And Their then democracy they had to vote seems to work two a weeks later, which can you imagine if we had to then go back and do a runoff two weeks later no after one would voting? Go. No one would go. And go back two weeks and vote and yeah. have that kind of uh, high turnout. But they, well, they also close their stores in the middle of the day for three hours to have lunch. <laughs> well, of course. And, they're way I mean, better they're than a, we are. They're a different culture. <laughs> Brand, you've done a lot of business around the world. Have you dealt with the French much? Lots. And do you feel like this is not a surprise that this is the way they went? No. No, not at all. No. They were not going to go with Le Pen. No, I think it would be no. too much work for them. <laughs> and that's not what they're about. They're no. not about that. Yeah. They are about lifestyle. Exactly. And relaxing and, and easy things. That's my lifestyle right yeah. there, too. I mean, I wish <laughs> it Sounds like my me. Lifestyle. No, it uh, sounds so, like what I like So, my Chelsea, yeah. obviously, I, I'm downplaying it a little bit because uh, I saw the perfect tweet for this that uh, France surrenders to Macron because, of course, France, known throughout history, for surrendering, but uh, yes. apart from oh, that, they, wh- oh, too soon. <laughs> yes, too soon. All right, fair enough. Uh, the uh, comedian A. Whitney Brown said that this is a country that arguably lost a war with Greenpeace. So obviously, <laughs> I knew Brand would like that one. So as we look at this, Chelsea, you know, this is significant. I think for- it's significant for what happens when you have a lot of voter participation. You mean not for what was it forty seven percent? Is that what you said that Ours we was, had? Yeah, that we had in November, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so having that many more people come out it apparently makes a difference uh, slightly. Okay. Um, and I think that we should take note of that. Yeah. Well, you, we, we vote. Brent, you're allowed to vote here, what, right? I, I am not allowed to vote. You're not here. allowed to vote because you're not. But not you're getting. Your, you're in the process of getting. I am in the process of getting my citizenship. I'm very excited about that, but it'll be a few years still. And okay. I just saw so an article when Trump runs for re-election. You'll I'll be, be able right to right. Yeah, if, okay. if he's still around, okay. Well, then I'm he can still vote. hedging my bets. He can so always vote for Pence. Anyway, I'm sorry. What were you <laughs> this say? article that I saw today said that in Wisconsin, the voter ID laws had suppressed. About two or three hundred thousand yeah. mm-hmm. people. There's a lot. And, they, and he only mm-hmm. won Wisconsin by twenty-two thousand yes. votes. So you mm-hmm. mean there are two or three hundred thousand people in Wisconsin that don't and have IDs? Turn away. No. Here's the thing: is if your ID expires, if you move, 
if, if something if sometimes uh, a name gets I mean it is actually very difficult in some states to get IDs because there's been a effort in many states the red states to make it harder um, to to vote the uh, and getting IDs is not as easy as you'd think it would be I mean right especially if you live far away from a from a place and you live that's 50 just, 100 and they, miles and away and so their DMVs are only open during right. business hours when people, so people are, working. are working it costs or money they're far away they're not all the DMVs are only open during business hours when well no are i think in california they're open like one saturday a they month are. or something so yeah. but i i, I understand your point that uh, you know it's not easy for most people to get i take time off work or also i just think it's sort of like it's so it feels very condescending to be like, this is a group of people that can't get IDs. Well, like, but now we know that 200 no or 300,000 right. people that have voted before did not. Well, right. I need uh, to it, ask it, an important but, question, Chelsea. Where'd you read this article? Was it Occupy Democrats? Was it <laughs> Huffington Post? Or was it? Salon. Was it somewhere, was it somewhere reputable? Because, you know, if we don't let's trust Brightwire, let, I, I read it too. But, but the point is, we should be making it easier for people to get IDs. I agree and be with able that. To, get to, to be able to vote, not the other way around. So that's the problem is that it has been restricted um, and it has been made more difficult in, in certain states uh, to be able to go out and vote and, and, and to be able just to be able to get an ID. Because like you're saying, sometimes it's hard if you have to get a birth certificate or other things and you weren't born in the state that you live in or places like or Texas. If you were, where or I don't know if you were born in Kenya, away, just, right. you know, just putting <laughs> it out there, not talking about anything. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're several, you know. 100 miles away, like in Texas, and you live in the middle of nowhere, it's not easy for you to get to the local DMV. The nearest one could be 1,500 miles away. But it's also not it's, easy to rent a place to live or get a phone true. bill or anything in the world right. without ID. I just don't know. I don't know people that don't really have IDs. Well, I, think, ha- well, I mean, a few people, yeah, I think it's a thing, but it's but like... But that's sort of like I, the... When, that's when I lived us, in New York, I knew more people because they didn't have driver's licenses because right. yeah. they right. need to drive. That's what I was going to say. And people then, don't, yeah. don't drive. Need, you don't need to do anything. You, you, don't, just, you don't need any. Yeah, exactly. Or, you don't or, need it. Yeah. They live with some family members that have the IDs and they're not actually the ones that are on the, the lease because they're their yeah. mom or no, dad or somebody. If you work on like a film production based in New York, everybody in the crew shows up, they have passports. Nobody has Nobody has. But even that's kind of a thing that a lot of people don't have. Have. But well, anyway, yeah, really as, as fun yeah. as this was to talk about, uh, we should talk about the big news today. James Comey. Oh, did you Boom. find where your article was? Yeah, you, so I'm far. looking it up on uh, Snopes. Is actually did an analysis okay, I of like whether Snopes. I the think 300 some people th- find Snopes to be biased, but uh, I think that they're fairly even keel. But someone in the chat. Oh, Josh, if we could put the chat up so oh, we yeah. can see our friends that are joining us. It says, "Quote: More, even if the 300,000 figure was an accurate estimate of Wisconsin residents who back in 2014 possibly could not vote because they did not have the correct identification, the number was not a headcount of residents who actually did or, or would have set out to vote. So they okay. don't exactly so, know." Not 200,000 people got turned away from the polls, but there is the potential for that. Okay. Where it looks like perhaps around 300,000 people voted in 2014. It's an interesting part of the story, just like James Comey was an interesting part of the election Mm -hmm. story. But I I think a lot of people would say that it is not the reason that Hillary Clinton lost. It was a contributing factor. But here's the thing that we Mm -hmm. found out about James Comey today. You know, if you if you agree with the point that his comments about Hillary Clinton's emails influenced the election, then Trump clearly says, thank you so much for helping me become president. You fired. That's it. (laughs) That's all he needed out of him. And uh, let's talk a little about some of the reasons why Trump had to fire him. It's funny because I was like talking to my wife and she was like, wait, why did he get fired? And it's like, oh, he said, you know, some wildly inaccurate things about Hillary Clinton's emails and how many he had sent. Uh, excuse me, she had sent to Huma Abedin, who then forwarded them on to Anthony Weiner. And she's like, 
didn't that help him? And I'm like, well, sure, but it, it's still a guy who's clearly not that good at his job. Uh, Chelsea, I'll start with you. Your thoughts when you hear about James Comey being fired earlier today? I mean, does anybody not believe that it right. has something to do with the Russia investigation? <laughs> exactly. He's fired everybody that's mm-hmm. come out to say that he's investigating. Although in the letter, Trump said, although I appreciate you telling me on three separate occasions that I was not under investigation, I still you know, agree with the recommendations by... Uh, Sessions and Rod Rosenstein was it mm-hmm. to fire you so you're done effective immediately. All right, uh, I don't. I mean, believe I, it's anything. Oh, it, but of course, the Russian I think. Story. I mean, it is also a guy absolutely. who clearly wasn't great at his job. So, like that's people, was, no, like but, he cares about right. people being great at their job. Haven't you um, seen? I mean, exactly. he fired Gene Simmons and it Dennis has, Rodman. It has clearly nothing, he cares about how people. It perform. has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton's emails and everything to do with him in the investigation. Says the man Jeff Sessions, who had to recuse himself from the Russia investigation, that he should be fired. He was going to go tes- uh, do testimony on Thursday this week on Russia. It's way too convenient. Um, there's definitely more to this, and now he can install his own puppet that he can hope will not be doing the FBI investigation on Russia. And if he thinks the Russian investigation is going to go away, it's only going to make it worse. It makes him look more guilty by doing this. If he was really concerned about the emails and everything, he would have fired him when he came into office in January. Shady, shady, shady. There's no well, the, uh, There's the nothing de- about Hillary Clinton's emails the, there that has anything to do the with The demon it. knot in the chat says Trump just wanted an excuse to fire him. This is laughable. It has nothing yeah, to do with Clinton. Absolutely but what were you going to say, Chelsea? Uh, that's a good question. What was I going to say? Because at this point, I don't remember. <laughs> sorry but come back sorry to that me. I went to the chat. Uh, Brant, you hear all, all this. I would say don't take the bait because this has nothing to do with the Russian thing. Firing James Comey is not going to take the heat off the Russian thing if there is heat. No, it's going to make it worse. It's not well, it's not going to make it worse oh, either. Yeah. It is what it is. The the investigation is where it's at. They they don't have evidence of collusion yet. They got a lot of bullshit that's going on. Nothing's uh, going to really nothing's going to come, come out of it. I object. Nothing's going to come out of it. I totally But what's disagree. happening is is people are going to get all hyped up about it and they're going to start overstating the case against it and it does the same oh, thing no, that I helps remember. Trump. All the time is that when everything's overstated about what's happening, it detracts from what really right, is. But that's why he's doing this as a, as a distraction, because if he really cared about anything to do with Hillary Clinton's emails, he would. it, it has nothing to do with why he would have fired would her, him that. today. It but it, I don't think do it has that. anything to do with like, oh, I can save myself from this Russian investigation. Let me get rid of the head of the FBI. Uh, I do, because I if, he, if he installs a person that's going to be supportive of him that he hired... They're going to be more likely to kind of turn the other way when it comes to the investigation. Absolutely. Well, as you said, a puppet. Absolutely. So everyone Absolutely. in the chat, let us know what puppet you would like him to hire. Everybody I'm going knows to say it's going to be Jared Kushner. Uh, no, I'm with Kermit. <laughs> so I want everybody to suggest no, a puppet. Absolutely. Now, a, a before, before we yeah, let exactly. That's what Chelsea forget again, what was the point you were going to make earlier? Well, there are already members of the Republicans saying that there should be a, a special prosecutor or a special committee appointed to investigate this including McCain, and a member of the House uh, Freedom Caucus, which I found surprising. So, so it's not just Democrats. There are Republicans. No, uh, no, Republicans morning, have to run for re-election, too. So clearly, I think by morning there will be double-digit number of Republicans well, who are calling for an independent And our, our friend Drexel did a little drive-by before we started, and he said that uh, subpoenas are dropping. Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's actually talk about this uh, ongoing Russian investigation. Uh, we got the news earlier in the week, I think it was yesterday, that President Obama personally 
warned President Trump mm-hmm. about Flynn and was like, you know, this, this is probably not a guy to Yeah, hire. but Sean Spicer was like, uh, we just think that President Obama was bitter because uh, Flynn didn't like Hillary. He was mean to Hillary, kept chanting, lock her up. And that's why um, Barack Obama was not speaking very nicely about Flynn. And that if Obama had really been concerned about Flynn, that he would have uh, revoked his uh, security clearance. And since he didn't do that, then Obama couldn't have been really that concerned. So it's all Obama's well, fault. And, and Sean Spicer also says you should discount everything that Sally Yates says because she was a Hillary supporter. So uh, we'll go back to the hearings. But I want to ask Brant. We've yeah, had yeah. a few months now of Sean Spicer as you watch this guy. As somebody who you know deals with people and you, yeah. try to, you try to sell things to people every day in terms of the television production business that you're in. How do you think he's doing at selling the Trump administration to the American people? Um, I don't think he's doing a great job mm-hmm. because he comes across like a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the way Trump was able to garner the support he did was he went against that style. And that style of politics turns people off in a huge way. It turns them off to a level that they voted for that guy on the wall. And, like, that's the point. It's like it's really not about him. It's really about the attitude and the feeling of the electorate that they would be like, I'm going to vote for that guy. He's like the Molotov cocktail you throw in that's civilized. This is a civilized riot is what it was. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go break shit and I'm not going to smash windows, but I'm going to put that guy in power. So you get an idea of how pissed off I am with the way things go. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like Spicer gets out there and he doesn't he doesn't speak the way that Trump sort of lays things out there. And he speaks like a politician trying to cover things and make things feel nice. And it's like, you don't need to do that. Just say it the way Trump would say it and people will get mad and people will like it. It'll just, just he he's doing a disservice by trying to like sugarcoat everything and, and double talk around it. And there's just no need for that. You either buy into what's going on or you don't. And he always seems to say these things that are so incredibly implausible. You know, it's like obviously the White House press secretary is is obviously there sort of as kind of the first line of defense against the president. You're going to obviously fudge some numbers, but it's just, you know what? He's a used car salesman, but his lot doesn't have any cars. He's selling you cars that actually you can't drive away in. And he's still got his job. So I have to give him that. And he doesn't need to do that because the people that that un- know what's going on they know the type of cars that they're that they're getting they're fine with that yeah. and that's the thing is like he's not he's not convincing anybody he's not swaying any votes he's not swaying anybody's opinion so it's like what's the point you're talking to a you're talking to a room that has no interest in hearing each other's sides nobody's changing their mind about anything after listening to Sean Spicer talk so why bother trying to double talk around it and making his own stock go down it's just you know, after what we've, we mean, you watched it, the right and the left are so unbelievably polarized that there's no point discussing this stuff because we're not arguing in rational terms. We're act, we're arguing wildly emotional and we just want the facts to rational, go to our things. No. Well, you guys are rational, mm-hmm. but I think that there's a lot of irrationality too. To what you said earlier, I think people voting for Trump, a lot of them, were voting for an idea that was, like you said, it's a Molotov cocktail. It's like, not only is this not Hillary, but this is like not business right. as usual. Right. I'm that's voting what I felt like. It was other... like the FU kind yeah, of candidate that's, right. that's going to shake her. Yeah, up. I mean, it, 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 to an extent, it's really a lot like Californians voting for Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is how little I care about the way politics but, are right. done. But I'm going to vote I, for the Terminator. But the thing I will say that I do feel like Sean Spicer fits the, the Trump thing is that he, to me, doesn't come across very polished as a press secretary normally does. To me, I feel like a press secretary is going to come up and at least when they're double speaking, they're going to smooth it out. 
but he'll just blatantly say things. He'll say incorrect things. He'll he'll talk about Hitler and the yeah. You know, no, I mean, like he's just not very. He got a much better job. Speaker. He he blatantly lies where it's obvious. Reince Priebus like would have been not, perfect for that yeah, job. So he got he, a much better be, job. Be but when he was smoother. the head of the head of the RNC, I mean, he just he was basically out there to eat shit every day yeah, because right, you know Obama right. was. You know, yeah. was king of the castle, and, exactly. uh, and they they had both houses at that point, and he was just out there every day <laughs> selling. You know, so he really got a better job, but that would have been the perfect job. Yeah, because I do I feel I've that heard him do that. He fits that Trump ass kind of unpolished sort of just. You know, he doesn't come across as the, some of the press secretaries even in the in the past, even around the Bush administration, and they were always very smooth speaking, and and uh, he just and he feels a lot more combative with the press. So he, to me, he fits that sort of Trump motif. But yeah, and on what you were saying too, I, I think he also tries too hard, and it just comes across yeah, really, not combative in a, really in a, bad, in a good way. No, it comes across horrible, if and I'm, gonna I'm be, surprised he still does his job. Com- if you're going to be combative with the press, you have to do it in a superior way. Mm-hmm. Because the press is asking stupid questions, mm-hmm. leading questions where they already know the answer right. that you don't need to answer. Or they know you're not going to answer yeah, it. Yeah, so it's just like instead of it. just being dismissive mm-hmm. and combative in a sense like, hey, come back when you have a real question. Yeah. It's more like, meh, 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 you know. I it's still just, feel like that's the one part of the bad. job that Trump really, really likes is like when he has the one hour where he takes questions and, you know, they yeah. ask all these dumb things and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like, I don't even, I don't need to answer that question. Yeah. And so maybe Trump needs to be his own uh, sp- own spokesman, own press secretary. Yeah. He has time. Why not? Uh, so, uh, Chelsea, I want to move back sort of to the hearings on Russia. Sally Yates, whom Impressive. we talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted Cruz really went after her, <laughs> and he did a great job in letting her prove her point and <laughs> show everyone, oh, I, I guess she was right, even though she was a from the Republican party. Hailed as a shero well, I, and deserving of but that. But even though she was considered to be like a partisan hack by Republicans, it didn't mean she couldn't be right. You know, just because yeah. you didn't like where she came from, maybe she had good advice. And I guess Ted Cruz sort of went at it yeah, probably the wrong way. I mean, he tried to, he stated. But his dad killed Cuba. I mean, sorry. His dad killed <laughs> Castro. So obviously, yeah. right. you know. I mean, she just shot him down with her knowledge of the law. It just he tried to rattle off the language, and he and she was like, "Well, actually, there's something that comes right after that that says X, Y, and Z, and this is why there's a question of of law here." So she just did it brilliantly. I mm-hmm. think the other highlight of that was when she was asked, uh, "Why?" Did you feel that you should be able to override the the president's uh, executive order on the Muslim ban? That's not your job. And she said, well, actually, I remember when you confirmed me, sir, you asked me if I was willing to stand up to the president if I saw the president do something that was unconstitutional. And in this situation, I thought that the president was doing something unconstitutional. And so I stood up to him and that order the way that I promised you and your colleagues I would. Well, Bam. and she was acting attorney general at the time, right. so she would and, have And again, that power you know, she just that. uses more facts and says, "Well, you know, if what I said and did was so bad, then why did these courts all uphold it and mm-hmm. why did the White House eventually withdraw it?" So, mm-hmm. again, showing she was right. So then the real question now is what's next for Sally Yates? Senator, multi-million dollar lecturer, mm-hmm. MSNBC host, Governor of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you she, go. She, I mean, yeah. Lobbyist. Uh, or lobbyist. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Come she, on. She, she wants she, the money. She's better than that. She, but, I will, but I will say. Yes, uh, I no. say so. How do you know that? Because none of them are better than that. That I is will, what they do. That's the business they're in. They're, that's what they do for livings. They just roll around between the different parties and talk with each other and have the, lunches and dinners and raise money. And that's it. That's their world. 
It's, well, I and you know, it's I, inter- I, it's I don't I don't agree that well, that is a blanket statement. Right. I agree I that it's very many common, of them. But I, I think it's more commonly think that Republicans and Democrats are working behind the scenes and like, oh, we know Trump's a fuck up or whatever, and let's do this and that. Like, but I but I do think Sally Yates. Just to go back, uh, being a political hack, I think that was more Ted Cruz that was proven that yesterday. She, she's worked under both administrations: George H. W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush. She's uh, been in Obama. that office she's been for around there for years. years. Exactly. So if she's she seen wanted both to sell to out and become a lobbyist, she could have done well, that years ago. But now, now but, her asking price can be a lot more. Well, that's so, what I'm saying. Money uh, talks, and that, so that's she, a disappointing. So she thing, held but, out for 27 but, years because she knew this was going to happen. So no, she did had a great gig for 27 years. She doesn't have a great gig anymore. Now it's like, what's going to pay me a ton of money? They all—it's the same. Anybody would do it. Anybody would do exactly what they are. All, what they all well, do. I would think it'd be I, money. I wave the check. Not power. everybody, not, yeah, but, but sure, plenty do. Plenty yeah. do. Yeah. But I still have faith in a few people. But yeah. you know, her name's out there right now. She, she has a lot more recognition. She does. Oh Brent, God. if there's a book coming, if yeah, for exactly. sure. That's if okay. She, Good people write yeah. books. If mm-hmm. she contacted you, she's like, you know, I'd really, like to, I'd like to have an unscripted 100%. show produced. Yeah, I, I, I even hesitate. Yeah. I didn't even get to ask the question because I knew the answer. That of and course that show would. could be good. It could yeah. be helpful and it could do good for our society. Right. So not every well, not everything that leads to making money is a corrupt thing. Account. But I don't right. believe. But so so here's the thing. I, I think that you can still be a decent, moral citizen, hum, uh, civil servant, public servant, mm-hmm. and make money in ethical ways. Uh, and, and going above just legal ways like lobbying but still what many of us would be to believe is ethical and moral. A a TV show may be along those lines, and it may not be, depending if the way that it's used. And I think that 90% of the time, you're probably right about the revolving door mm-hmm. uh, and there are some people like like me on the on the burnt on team bernie that really want to close that revolving door and want to end the influence of money in our politics so i largely agree with you but yeah. i'm going to hold out for that yeah. it's not everybody. I, I no, want to get to a comment in the people. chat before it goes away, and we'll get to you in a second, Scott. Uh, so Mike Bronx says, funny how men automatically assume that women in politics will readily turn corrupt. No, I assume that everyone, everyone. in politics will readily <laughs> yeah, turn corrupt, I'd, I'd given actually, the opportunity. I'd actually go the other way around. That men are far more likely. Way more yeah. likely. Yeah. Women, just by my, my natural conscience. instinct, that's what I would yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Scott. I no, like I women just, better. No, I was just going to say that Agreed. I do, do think that um, there are, even Republicans, I think there are certain that are not all about the money and do want to make no, a difference. I, I or at least they, of course there are. they start they, out that they, way. They at least start out that way. And, 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 you know. and some of the smaller... Um, but even if you're not powers. about the money, you can't be in politics unless you're about the money. There is no version of getting anywhere well, without raising millions no, of dollars. This, this like is ego, true, and that's you know. terrible, and that's one of the things that I really dislike about the way our government functions right now. Right. And there are Perpetual a wing elections. of people, the progressives, uh, who are trying to get that money element taken out by campaign finance laws that mm-hmm. help you know publicly financed elections and things of that nature that would reduce, if not completely destroy, that system? Well, we're not close to almost out of time yet, but because we always run out of time, I think we should probably move to one of the other big conversations, which of course is healthcare. Mm-hmm. Just last week on this very show, I think we all said. Well, no, of course they're not going to vote for no. it. They don't have the votes. It's political suicide. I didn't well, think they had the votes I, the morning I, they did. I, I, th- 
I think that it still was political suicide for some people, and uh, th- apparently they they squeezed out some votes. Scott, as you sort of heard that that happened, one, how surprised were you that you heard that they were going to get enough votes? And what um, do you think had to happen? Not what we know about, but mm-hmm. behind the scenes, what sort of things do you think had to have happened? Freedom for people Caucus to- got to kill people. I mean, it was only <laughs> the murderers now. <laughs> I mean, completely. I mean, because the, I'm sorry, That's this question was yeah. Scott. Totally but, rational. But the, the the Freedom Caucus would say, "Oh, you mean like Planned." Parenthood, but anyway, you go ahead. Planned Parenthood. I'm just not... saying what the Freedom Caucus would say, not what I would say. I'm not. You know, they're not here. I have but to the reason them. that the Freedom Caucus did not go along with Trump 1.0 was because it still provided too many people with coverage. They wanted to take that away in the name of freedom. Okay, so that's the part where people are dying. Not literally, they get to shoot. I mean, people, people in the head. will. I, well. People it's will die, much m- much to the surprise of what's his name, Raul Labrador. Oh, Raul Labrador and I was like, oh my God, the dog Labrador yeah. is smarter than yeah. this guy when he said <laughs> that people don't die from lack of access to health care. Hey, he apologized for that. Oh, he I didn't hear back. that. Okay. He said, well, he didn't really apologize. He no. said, I misspoke. What did he mean? It, it was one of those ones where, well, what, what he meant was that, you know, people... Don't get turned away at the emergency room. I mean, this is. A, I saw some kind they of sixty minutes. So now everyone, yeah, and everyone else, the taxpayers but, will now yeah. pay for that yeah. too. Besides them being bankrupt, I, I heard have. this. That on works. A, yeah, so that works really great right. now. On like a sixty minutes type show, I saw where an insurance employee whose job it was to either admit or deny benefits was told by her bosses that when you deny coverage for a procedure, you're not killing people. You're just saying no to the treatment. Well, yeah, because they don't die that instant that you turn down the procedure. Scott, you were going to make a point before. Well, no, I, I was just going to say that um, it was so razor thin, 217 to 213. But I think yeah. part of it was is that they realized it's sort of not their problem. Now it goes to the Senate, and now the Senate is the one that has to do the heavy legwork and, and, and lifting I mean, to actually change it. Let's be no. honest. The Senate is not in the habit of passing pretty much anything. Right, that so that's what I'm saying. Out. So they, they felt less – I yeah. feel like they, they felt less pressure because they knew it was not going to go and be this exact bill when it finally but got but to the House Freedom Caucus was, thinks if they, they change were, they, one word – They were so they happy their arm around that they were able out. to have a big white guy party. Josh, yeah, if you could put up the graphic. This is not them spraying each other. <laughs> with Miller Lights, like the uh, St. Louis Cardinals winning the World Series, <laughs> but it's pretty close to it. And um, look at all the minorities uh, not in that picture. There's a couple of women's three. W- women I can count three. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's not so much about that. But it's let's talk about bad optics. It just looks bad. You guys are celebrating, and I mean guys because it's almost yeah, all guys. Right. <laughs> You're there celebrating, and you know, Brent, you see that picture. I don't know. You might have to flip around just to see yes, it. I know the yeah. picture. and you just you look at that. It's like, well, that's not good branding, you know. I mean, if they want to put forth the Republican Party, the Trump administration, as being in touch with the American people. This is probably not the picture that you need to have in all the ads that are going to be running all year next year, right? I mean, they probably should have, you know, gotten a couple of people, filled it in a little bit. The crowd. I mean, with- I, I'm not a big fan of branding diversity for optics. I don't think that's. But you understand that it, of course, I understand is that it yeah. should be branded diversity because that's what helped make the right representation right. for the nation. <laughs> but I don't like the idea of people being like, you should have, you know, thrown people in there as the token. Sort of, so we can say we're we're diverse. It's like you oh, are, yeah, or no, you no, aren't. No, 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 of course no. they shouldn't and have. But no. aren't you surprised right. the party, that they didn't? The whole atmosphere yeah. for that is a little. Well, it's yeah, also and, a little premature and, too. And they'll, you know, basically, I'm sure they've already started cutting commercials that are like. They celebrated when they voted that you would die, you know? <laughs> and to say that people are going to die is not a dramatic overstatement. It um, is the reality. Well, I mean, to say that on its own, yes, that's not a dramatic. People will die. 
but I don't think people are going to die specifically from this healthcare thing is borderline hysterical. Well, the if thing that passed in the House isn't no. going to kill anyone except because if it's not it law. It does pass if it yeah. becomes in this law. Present form. People who currently have coverage and who would get treatment for some catastrophic illness will no longer be able to get that. And what happened to those people before Obamacare kicked in? They died. Right. They just so, died. Yes. Yeah, so that so now they should go back and just die? That's the whole point. Well, that, aren't we supposed really to make not health factual. insurance better? No, yeah, it is it factual. Is. Listen, we have not made health insurance better. Right, and we're not. Health insurance well, is worse. But we're not in, making it getting worse. With this. The health insurance is not better, not but health care access yes. has improved by $20 million. Absolutely. Well, one I of the don't main, agree This with is that. one of the it main topics I California's health insurance rate, uninsured rate is the lowest it's ever been now, and that's partly because of the expansion of Medicaid with Covered California. And listen, that's I'm an sure absolute there are, fact. there are a few people that it benefits, but m- almost everybody I talk to hates it. Because it's more, more expensive. More than anything in the world. I like sure. it a lot. And it's also you can't I, find people, but, you can't get Because I've talked on. about on the show how I have a color, Covered California, yeah, and it just it went too. up like $125. Yeah, so and, and part so of the I problem, like it a lot less than well, I did no, because last month. Here's part of the problem, because, again, Republicans were never able to fund it and support it if they were to support it and if they were to actually make it better instead of tearing it up and making it worse this this new health there is quick. no better version of it that's what yes that's the well, can make it better their their plan that is, they have is worse so no. this their is plan where the part where you worse. tell us about it's canada well that's what i think thank you for setting it up chelsea because one of the things that i really their wanted to worse. talk about with brant when i knew he was going to be on and obviously healthcare was in the news is Brant is a Canadian. I am, I am, I am. It is, it is the, uh, the less dirty C word, Canadian, <laughs> having you here on the show. We're very excited. So, uh, obviously, a lot of times it's pointed to, well, you know, they, they have it up in Canada. Right. And, of course, the first argument against that is how many people, just general, are there in Canada? Like 30 million. Yeah. Yeah, less so than it's California. Like, yeah, less yeah. than the state of California. Mm-hmm. So their and system is not going to be a, something mm-hmm. that you can go ahead and, and, and apply. Right. You know, massive resources, right. more land mass. But talk a little bit about your personal experiences because... So, I've had a baby in Canada. I've had a baby in the United States. And all I can tell you is being in the hospital, having a baby in Canada, and I've been through major medical procedures in Canada, it's like going to the DMV. Mm -hmm. If you think that's good or great, going your experience at the DMV and that type of thing, then you might be okay with it. But it's just not – it's not functional. It's it's worse health care for everyone because the government's involved in it. And the fact is, is like – the second government touches something and gets bigger, which is what they do. they That's what they do. That's what government does. It tries to get more and more things so they can raise more money. It just gets worse. And healthcare is super complicated because there's 300 and some odd million people here. And so once you try to sort of get involved and fix everything, it's just like trying to plug the holes in the dike. It just floods everywhere. And that's where we're sort of at now, which is like – you can't leave people without health care, but health care right. isn't free. So who do you get to pay for it? You have well, we a free, all pay for it. But the problem is you have a free system here. So in Canada... How, does that, how do you mean a free system here? Meaning the doctors who are really good can say, go fuck yourself. I'm not right. taking your Obamacare. And then who can you go see? You can't go see those doctors. So then all those people who got Obamacare now can't go see the good doctors because the doc- good well, doctors don't need to see you. Hold on In a Canada, it doesn't work like that. Because the insurance companies don't reimburse those doctors, so those doctors then therefore can't take those patients. Right. Well, where does so insurance the- money insurance going to get the money to reimburse them. I mean, we ha- we're we paying premiums. So that's right. why the idea of either getting rid of the insurance companies or overhauling the insurance companies so that they cannot be for profit, oh. although that there are some insurance companies that are already not for profit. But here's the thing. it's The cost of medical care is going up in large part because Americans are unhealthy. 
unhealthy, yeah. unhealthy yeah. by lifestyle choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if we sing it, sister. If we clean up healthcare, the only way to really do it to bring down prices is we have to have preventative care in the form of education. And I don't know, but perhaps maybe tax on excess sugar and maybe oh, not that, maybe not that didn't work so well maybe when not Mike Bloomberg tried to do it it's in New York you know but I think taxing works. is a step too far but the idea that education you know maybe putting you know look the attempt to it, reform school lunches is a great idea I think that what Michelle Obama did turned into lunches the kids wouldn't eat well, that's that, too far but sec. somewhere in between that I think that's where you have to do it though you have to do it it's not this generation Here, you're not going to make any health you, here's the, there, here's there the easiest cause. example the to future. look at yes Why, how is it possible that LASIK surgery laser eye surgery one of the most technical surgeries that mankind has ever come up with somebody putting a laser inside your eye and reshaping your cornea like that is crazy Mm -hmm. technology and difficult how is it possible that it is so ridiculously cheap you can go get it done for $1200 yeah I've had it done that's right it's because it's not part of the government insurance system so the LASIK centers had to go like oh shit we have to still make a living. So you know what we got to do? We got to make our waiting rooms nice. We got to take care of people. We can't cancel patients. And we got to lower costs and increase competition because that you, system works. But, but you can't do that with cancer treatment. Well, there are lots of areas that you can work on that side to incentivize those companies to do it in a real way. You know, my wife went through an entire medical procedure, and we are on only a catastrophic medical insurance because we're very healthy. So a lot of the what? stuff you are, have that here in the United States, yes, where it's I, only catastrophic. And I wanted that, but I, I don't. How do you have? How do you? We got grandfathered in. We got grandfathered in where it was only catastrophic. But when Obamacare now, we're not allowed. Before that, yes, before, because I had my own plan. I worked for myself. It was was very, very minimal. Yes, and it was brilliant because I don't go to the doctor very much. And I'm okay spending 150 bucks to go to the doctor once a year. The problem is then that, you know, it, it, it was too... It was devastating on families that got sick and couldn't afford it. Listen, my mom got cancer when she was 42 and 43. And her treatment for both those times cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Had uh, if there was no insurance, she could have afforded it. But other people would have died, gone bankrupt, their ruined their families. I mean, there's just major consequences for not having insurance or some kind of of coverage. Well, we we and had. So I'm those, willing. I'm the, I'm willing to pay a little bit more. I don't like to pay three hundred dollars a month. That's right. a bit much. But I'm willing to pay a little bit more for the greater good. Will you pay eight hundred dollars a month? I, I don't want to pay so three hundred dollars. You're going to end up paying twelve hundred dollars under Obama under the Obamacare repeal replace plan. This Trump yeah. Care 2.0. You're gonna, probably it's, right it's about that. It's going to go much higher. But um, I would like I would like if if the same way that my car insurance is in part determined by my driving history, my right. tickets, and the fact that I've not had any DUIs and all that kind of stuff, that that comes down. But I it would also like to protects be, you for people that does, don't have it. That you, helps you for other people. You're trying to have it both ways. You want to have, hey, I'm healthy. I shouldn't have to pay a, a health insurance. But I still pay more than I should for my, my, my right. car insurance, and I'm willing to do that. Because you're also paying for people that don't. You know, have don't the, drive properly. Don't drive properly and have the same you know insurance because now you're paying for so them. There's but the a, bigger problem is, is that they don't. Does it bother you that the 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 pay of the CEOs of these uh, insurance companies, like if that money that fifty million dollars for one of them that I recently mm-hmm. read, if that money wasn't going to one person that ran that insurance company, you think that the price of healthcare could come down? No, because who's going to run the insurance company? The guys who the, the CEO, the, the, the CEO men can't and make women a couple million. He's got to make fifty million. He'll go get a job where he can make that money. That's what the real world is but out that, there. Well, 
But that's, that's the, why they make so much money. Men and women that are CEOs of these huge public companies. Right. But that, that make but that kind of money because they keep those things up. that's part of the problem with healthcare. And I agree yes. with you about Candace. With you know, I do agree that some of the government healthcare. So I have a friend who's a doctor, and she actually is now in New Zealand, and had said, you know, the it doesn't always work because you know people get on waiting lists for surgeries oh. and certain things. How's so the VA I get, doing? So I get there needs to be a balance. However, the problem is it's out of control with health insurance companies. Wild it's out of control, control with prescription coverage. Yep. It's out of control with this being a big profit business big, that's to a, deny people problem. coverage, deny yes. people coverage, deny people coverage. The problem is you don't profit, know profit, what profit, your profit. procedures cost. You think because you have health insurance, it's okay for an MRI to cost $3,000 or to have a bandage that, that you have to get on right. your right. finger which that costs $80. How did it get to be so expensive? Because nobody gives a crap what the actual cost are. You think well, because you got insurance, insurance that's the company that's should care about that. No, problem, they, the insurance companies bill at that rate because then the doctors give them a, a benefit. It's a whole system of cycling. Right. Oh, no, so there, the problem is it's within the insurance companies. And but the it's very difficult. And everyone else. It's very difficult to crack down on that when they're putting so much money into campaigns, which goes back to the reason why I think we need campaign finance reform and the elimination of big money but from But yeah, politics. like where it's $25 for a Tylenol because it's at the hospital and everything right. has to be dispensed through the hospital and you can't do anything else. Does but Canada get pharmaceuticals correct? The price of pharmaceuticals and how available they are? Just on that aspect. Um, well, it's subsidized, and also it's it's again it's a smaller competitive market, so they they, they don't have the same number of people in the competitive world. Well, it, it so you would rate. think that because the United and, States has so many people, right. that we would be really competitive, and our prices would be cheaper than yes, yours. But and they because, should be easily. Right. But fixed. because there was a law passed that the federal government cannot, uh, on behalf of Medicare, uh, negotiate with the pharmaceutical companies to lower rates. We ours yes. is more expensive. Well, and, there, and there's lots of stuff they can do to help bring that down. So there is a competitive marketplace. Well, but you also have to you have to accept the fact that the only real medical research that is doing anything to save people is coming from the U.S. The United States is what makes everybody healthier because and the government the subsidizes that academic research. Yes. Well, but and also, then pharmaceutical companies come in. They they take advantage of that academic research oh, and then they go off and bit. make profit a little Listen, bit. At the end of the day, the company that that invested millions and Mm -hmm. billions of dollars to make Lipitor has saved millions of lives. And at the end of the day, they deserve to profit uh, on it. So you've got to come up with a system that allows that competitive world to to flourish – but is our reasonable. Our taxpayer dollars, not yours, our taxpayer dollars went into some of that research. Wait, you pay taxes. Oh, I anyway. pay taxes. I mean, he, right. he pays a lot of taxes. I don't get so, to vote, but I but get to pay yeah. taxes. But uh, someone much smarter than me is uh, uh, my friend Jonathan Honig. He's a uh, political analyst for Fox Business. He's made more money than I'll ever even see in a movie. But he was just <laughs> saying that you know having government-mandated health care is sort of like having, to think of it in a more simple term, it's like having government-mandated cell phone plans. You know, Why isn't it not like government-mandated uh, car insurance? Well, well, I have that. We have that in Canada too, and it is an absolute disaster. We have mandatory. But I'm saying you're car mandatory to have here. car insurance. But the government isn't involved in giving the insurance. In Canada, is it a is it a federal like it's a national one place? Because yeah, here in the United right. States, I mean, you have companies that don't do business in How New Jersey. How much does your car insurance so cost a month? Thousands of dollars more than here. A month? Oh, a month. It's let's say six seven hundred dollars. More. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's unbelievably expensive and. There's no option. You have to go through ICBC or whatever, which is like really painful because whatever rules so they set, you have to do. 
so if I pay $150 a month about, yeah. you're telling me that you pay $750 a month. For the well, I would do it on two cars, but I know that my like my brother is 450 a month for his car. What kind of car is this? Well, this is some old Lexus. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the, but it's all right. The point of the, the fact of the matter is it's it's more. And when you have, I don't know, I feel like the idea of having Car it be insurance a competitive. Seems to work pretty well here. Yeah, I was going to say, having competitive health insurance Unless companies. Unless you get into an accident, depending on the company that you have, right. things can get a little. Well, that's but why that, you, that's that's why you take saying. that into consideration. The government can magically fix that. It's just, that's just the problem well, you have Nothing this can many be magically no, fixed because fixed. I don't believe in magic. No, but. But things but can be legislatively fixed. You can as make soon as you changes. legislate it, it ruins it more. Usually what happens in pretty well every so, industry. The more very, you try to chase. So it's very clear. Libertarian. So. I, I wish there was a libertarian option. There really that's, isn't. That's but a big you, topic. That was my point. You're, which, you're yeah. a libertarian. Sort of helps work in a, a plug for Brandt's podcast, yeah. Why I'm Not. Mm-hmm. The first episode, Why I'm Not a Politician. You asked. Ben Shapiro, Dennis Kucinich, and Jack Berkman. Libertarian, it's a, it's a concept, it's a nice but it's term. not really a thing. It doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't There really are exist. people who, of course, register. There are candidates yeah. for it, but it's the no Koch real force. The Koch brothers claim to be a but libertarian. No force. Do, you, do you believe? No, there isn't. Are you, but, this? But they, no. no, I'm saying there isn't a libertarian official, but there's a general of Yeah, the Koch brothers are the presidents of the That's what I mean. Like, so it's not really. Like, yeah. like, I am very... Very well, first of all, I'm, I'm wildly pro-American and American system and free enterprise and capitalism. I am super anti-socialism. I lived in, I lived and grew up in a socialist basic country, which is the way Canada is. And so, but I'm wildly socially liberal, and so there's no place for me. Well, that's sort of libertarian in, in well, a way. It, it, it is libertarian, no, but, but it is in the sense that they're socially liberal and then they're also conservative but fiscally conservative. Really not. But yeah, but like, I mean, in general, that's the closest thing that's than like, anything else. You know, that's like being part of a. You know, that, I don't know. That's like, that's like being a Tampa Bay Rays fan. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like sure they exist, but what what do they do? They can't even fill up their own stadium. And I also didn't grow up in the two party system mm-hmm. where it's like everything in your world is built on Republicans or Democrats. Right. I look at both of those parties and I go like. Why do you guys like either of them? And and well, America has turned that, into yeah. a one a one issue vote, which I find really strange. Is that you get one issue that you're passionate about, and you just have to accept the entire party line? And it's like that's been hard for me to to accept and understand. Yeah, don't like it either. And yeah. part of the reason for it is the big money that's needed to right. run campaigns. Well, I, what I Jack had said was, is they system. legislate it so that there really is only the possibility right. of two parties. But, but we were I, warned against them. George of, Washington said, yeah. "Don't do it." Yeah, yep. and that's why I'm not why I'm not dot com. So that's why I'm not a politician. And yeah. also up is why I'm was it why I'm not a good parent. Why I'm not a good parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, also because you're a great one. Um, not well, necessarily true. Yeah, not necessarily true. I'm a great dad. I don't know that I'm a great parent. Yeah, because and, I'm not instilling the same sort of I'll say hardships and lessons that my dad taught me at a young age. You know, my dad didn't wake up every day trying to make me happy, and I seem to spend every day trying to make my kids happy. And so it's great. They're wonderful kids, and they're going to be well-rounded people. But is that the best for them as adults and growing up? And which, what, what's the a, cost of that? In a future know? episode, which is well, – no, is that the one with – that's the one with the, guy, the college counselors. Yes, that I had the guys. So that's yeah. like, yeah, your kids are happy, but – because they're happy, they're yeah. probably not necessarily going to get into Harvard. There's 100% they're, they're not going to yeah. get into so Ivy So happy people cannot be ambitious? Is this what well, we're they, well, you, you can, you but can you can get, be you driven. You get lucky as a parent and ha- and be like my parenting style, which is you know warm and cuddly and nice and wonderful and supportive does and all those things. Does nurturing help make – I mean yeah. – But to but get coddling it, But for the not. most part – No, there's a line. Yeah, exactly. For, coddling for, is one for thing. For most part, nurturing. unless you push your kids borderline relentlessly – 
against their sort of wants, you're not going to put them into Harvard. You're not going to put them in Ivy League. In Again, unless you have parents that went there or some other sort of factor. Or you happen to have a genius that just figures it out. But, like, my 16-year-old, it's impossible for him to get into Ivy League well, because and, and, I didn't push him hard enough. I and didn't there was somebody who more specializes stuff. in helping parents, you know, have yeah. plans for these. And at this point, it's too late for him. Like, now, you have late. a – how old is your youngest? 11. So there's still hope for the mm-hmm. 11-year-old. You might there be able is, to. but, but I'm already – You're not already – you're right. not the and dad And my to question in the podcast was, am I costing my kids this opportunity? My kids will never play professional sports. My kids will never be in the Harvard. You know, I'd be really Ivy interested yeah, to but... know what the happiness studies are of Ivy League graduates. And that is the gr- – mm-hmm. and by the way, and again, what I say in the podcast, it's a wonderful sort of make myself feel better because I would love to use that study. But the truth is, is that parents today I think are selfish. I'm a selfish parent. I do things with my kids because I really like the relationship I have with them. Mm-hmm. I like being a good parent and I like doing that. My my parents were not as selfish. They were more concerned with building the elements for real life than I am. Well, sometimes parents might seem less selfish because they're pushing their kids to motivate them to do big, great things. But the, their reason for it is because they selfishly get to have a a child that's deemed a genius right. or that gets that into Harvard. Yeah, they didn't have. There's they extremes want their kid, all Yeah, sides, exactly, because yes. they want their kids to have it because they yeah. didn't have it or but they're they want to live vicariously They're their willing kids. to and, – and we had a, uh, the author of Beyond the Tiger Moms who was a woman mm-hmm. who wrote about Asian right. parenting yeah. style versus sort of Western parenting mm-hmm. style. And, you know – they do very well in the Asian community does really well in education because as a culture, they push really hard and they don't mind having kids that don't enjoy their weekends or don't have free time at night or I mean, don't have a wonderful – school on Saturday. That's right. So, yeah. And they don't have the same relationship mm-hmm. that they do. They're not buddies. They're not like – they're not worried about what my kid thinks of me or do they want – do they like me or – you know, like I, my my kid's biggest disappointment in sort of life is if the Wi-Fi goes down. And that's kind of the reality of most of the parents I know in a lot of our society right now is like, I had lots of disappointments growing up. My parents said no to everything. I can think of a lot of adults that I know, probably many of them in mm-hmm. this building, that that's the worst part of the <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. That's a very wifi. first world problem today. And so no, later no this wifi. week, there'll be uh, Why I'm Not a Reality Star. Yes. You sit down with Heidi and Spencer, who Ooh. just announced that uh, they've got a little a little Spidey on the way. Yeah, we oh talked, my God. God. We talked <laughs> a little bit about, about yeah. what they would be like and what their kid was in for. Yeah. It was just... And some of the other ones coming up, Why I'm Not a WWE Superstar, Why yep. I'm Not on YouTube, and there's a bunch more. Why and I'm our not friend, high. Our fr- oh, Why I'm Not High, which was a, another fun one. And uh, my pal, Raxi Stryer, is your co-host, co-host. on the show. So oh, nice. uh, you can She's check so that good. out, whyimnot.com. It's on iTunes, all those good places. Yeah. Well, we are out of time now, but Brant Pinvidic, thank you so much for sitting I on the couch. do this all day. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do 10 more hours right after we uh, take a break, <laughs> so uh, let's do that. But like uh, for, for Scott Moore at S-Man 80, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you back here next Tuesday at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Good night, everyone. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 